Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and other assorted geekery. This is Micah and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Mark. Boys, what's going on? How's it going? Oh, just good. another day in paradise. How about you? Living the dream, fellas. Living the dream. School's back in session. I'm hard at work teaching the future of our nation, uh, such as it is, and uh, uh, happy to, to have a little bit of time to game this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm recovering from COVID. I'm doing much better this week. I've got a little bit of gameplay in, so all is well. It's good to hear that you're, that you're feeling better, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Well, as per tradition, I think we always start with news stories. So does someone want to jump off with us? Uh, I've only got one topic, so mine won't take too long. Go for it. Uh, So I read on Star Wars' website that Lucasfilm, well, well, Lucasfilm games will now be the umbrella that all the new Star Wars games uh, are made under. Um. They set up a new Twitter channel and a Facebook page. Uh, so definitely exciting. Uh, so many great games from over the years from you know, the Lucasfilm division of Star Wars games. So definitely excited to hear that. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I uh, Even um, non-Star Wars games that they made, uh, like Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle, uh, back when, when LucasArts was making all these, they had some fantastic games. So. Uh, hopefully this will be a return to form. Yeah, for sure. Tell you what, Full Throttle was one of my favorite PC games back in the day. That game was incredible. Oh, absolutely. It remains one of my favorite. I mean, I think what sticks in my head is that motorcycle scene where you're like fighting going down the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're chasing the limo. Yep. Yep. That and um, when you got to break into the lot and, you know, steal the steak and <laughs> yeah and distract the dog i mean that that was just a great game for its day yeah it's awesome there's actually um a console port of it out uh i believe it's on xbox right now really let me, yeah let me double check uh mark have you played that one that one might be before uh, i have not played that one although i think it is on game pass uh yeah it's on uh, Game Pass currently. It's also on the PlayStation Network, but it's Full Throttle Remastered, um, put out by Double Fine Studios. Uh, so the guys who made Psychonauts uh, took a stab at the remaster. Um, I think they did the Day of the Tentacle remaster as well. So I might be able to snag this. Looks like it's that $6. It's pretty affordable for PlayStation. Yeah. You're lucky. Game Pass is <laughs> rubbing it in there. Right. But... <laughs> Per usual. $6 is not, that's not bad. For full throttle, I mean, it's, it's a classic game. Yeah, I have to, I have to do that. That was a great game. Yep. So that, that studio definitely has quite a bit of potential. I'm just excited that they're, and I don't, I don't mean to say this to rag on them at all, but I am excited that other people are going to get a chance to make some Star Wars games other than EA. Yeah, for sure. I feel like EA, they've had the license for long enough and they've done literally nothing with it that it's it's time for someone else to, to have a stab at it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, you know, EA's always we've talked about this in the past. You know, EA's just kind of gets content and they just kind of milk that for as long as they can. Yeah, unfortunately, they've done it with some pretty big uh, IPs, you know, Star Wars being one, Madden being another, where they just, you know, don't uh, innovate. Um, and unfortunately, I think they're doing it to the the Bioware studio itself. So uh, hopefully they'll get some new blood in it at EA and, and kind of, you know, f- go to a new direction because it's not it's not going in the direction anyone really likes right now. I would definitely be on board if Microsoft wanted to buy all Lucasfilms. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Just another acquisition. Yeah, yeah. I would support that. Oh, man. Well, Ryan, do you have any news stories for us? Well, of course. Um, speaking of Madden, um, I saw an article, and actually I saw it on TV, and it was pretty cool, so I'm going to bring it up so what you guys think. Okay. Um, there's a new the NFL is using a new camera for like up close shots and it's 8k. Have you seen it? Did you watch any of the wild card weekend? I did not. I didn't either. I was was being a huge nerd and just playing video games. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. I I took a day off and I said, I'm just going to sit on my couch, eat and watch football. But, um, you guys should really just Google it and look at it. It looks like Madden. It looks like it, it makes it look like a video game. Right, because of how is it because of the uh, just the smoothness of the motion? Yeah, well, like the smoothness and like the colors are so vivid. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it it literally looks like I was watching Madden whenever they did those close up shots, and I'm like, this is kind of odd because you would think it'd be the opposite way. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, that does look weird. Doesn't it throw you off? Pulling it up right now. Yeah, it, uh, the way the video I'm looking at, the way the guy moves, it looks just like the way the characters are like moving uh in madden like he's standing on the sidelines kind of like warming up that's insane yeah and the colors are so bright and vivid it's like wow maybe we didn't give madden the credit due (laughs) madden's been ahead of its time this whole time that's weird we won't go that far but yeah (laughs) Sorry, I was sorry. I had to I had to take the volume down so I didn't broadcast copyrighted sounds. But that is weird. That's really weird. It's like we're hitting the uh, uncanny valley almost. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it caught me off guard, and but then that's all I could see whenever I was watching the games on uh, Sunday. I'm like right. every time they you know transition to that close up on the new, I think they said it was a Sony camera, but that close-up shot, I was like, wow, that is pretty incredible. It's weird, man. I I don't know if, and this is just because CES is starting uh, as well. Um, I think it actually already, is it starting this month or has it started already? Uh, anyway, uh, CES is coming up and all the big manufacturers are announcing their, their new TVs and Sony actually got out in front of everybody weirdly and announced theirs early and they usually wait, but um, big, huge steps in 8K are happening this year. Um, that's what everybody's focusing on. So in the next, what, five to seven years, 8K TVs will be you know, saturating the market. And is it, is it really worth it? You know what I mean? Um, with, with that footage, it kind of, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like it 
better or not. Uh, I'm kind of leaning toward I don't. Well, you know, I think it's just going to take some time because, you know, they've got to perfect that stuff. It's so right. early. And, and for me, um, 8K TV, that kind of deal, I'll be waiting. You know, they're so oh, expensive. Sure. I mean, give it a few years, you can get an 8K TV for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Right. So. Right. I just don't, I don't know if it's, you know, is it worth, is it that different from 4K? I mean, maybe for movies, but for, you know, TV broadcasts and, and games, uh, you know, I think we're, I think we're a ways away on 8K gaming anyway. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you need all your providers to shoot in 8K. I mean, right. how long does that take? You know, I mean, before you have a lot of material to really watch. Right. I mean, it's just been the last couple of years that 4K has become standard, you know, so. Weird. Have to up, upgrade that Netflix account to 8K for long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for $30 a month. And then an additional $5 each month, it'll increase. Right. So, Service fees. Yeah. But uh, That's the first item. Um, the next one I found was really interesting. I actually already sent it to Mark. But apparently Microsoft is asking specific users that purchased the series X, if they have interest in features similar to the dual sense, the answer is yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about this, right? Like I a hundred percent think that the dual sense is kind of the next thing. So yeah, absolutely. So I think it's interesting because we've been talking about this for a while. And so apparently it's, it's coming full circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think everyone's realizing this is really cool. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's game changing in a way because I've, I've never felt felt immersed physically in a game. Like even with the rumble packs when they first came out, I mean, it was a, it's a cool little thing, but it doesn't add anything. I feel like the dual sense really does add something to the game. Yeah. I'll say as someone who only has, <clears throat> who only really plays the series X, but having gotten to use Ryan's controller, I still love the Series X. I'm still having like a great time, but yeah, there's definitely a feeling of like, man, I'm shooting this bow right now. It'd be kind of cool to feel that in the controller. Right. I agree. So, but I wonder what kind of copyright patents, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do the, does Microsoft have any obstacles to even do that? I don't think, I don't think that they would just, if I'm talking just from a strictly legal standpoint, because I know that there's, there are certain things that can't be copyrighted, right? So like a co the concept of adaptive triggers can't be copyrighted because it's a, it's kind of an open market thing. Like the fact that they, they would have to think of another name, but unless they completely copied, you know, the, the schematics, then I don't think that they would have much of a, uh, a barrier to entry. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's got to be different in some sort besides just the name because, right. you know, it's similar to like um, iPhone and, you know, Android or like right. Samsung. You know, they have – Apple has that notch in the screen because I'm pretty sure Samsung has a copyright on like the edge-to-edge -edge display. Right. So I'm just wondering what they would have to change. You know what I mean? And right. not only that, I mean, what kind of, you know – engineering does it take to roll something like that out i mean is that something quick or no. is that gonna be you, you know what i mean that's gonna be a while yeah i think i think yeah that it have to be legally distinct but i 
I feel like it's like the Series X Pro Controller 3 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be an aftermarket thing. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, if Microsoft plans to do a mid-cycle upgrade, kind of how they did with the, the 1 to the 1X, they could make it standard on, on that one uh, if they're planning on doing it. I don't know if they're planning on doing that or not. I don't want to give them any ideas. I kind of hope they don't. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to think about. Well, if they do it, I'm I'm going to need them to straighten up their naming pattern because oh, it's getting out of hand. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't make any sense. With whatever path they take. Right. Um, we just need to go in order. <laughs> or at least just a unique name each time. We need to have some sort of uh, continuity between systems, not just random names. I agree. They're just excited with their X. Like to throw the X in there. They do, man. <laughs> they really do. Uh, meanwhile, PlayStation just goes one, two, three. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's the way to go. It's just a it's a yeah. easier way to brand. You know, it's there's no brand confusion. I think we talked about it on the Christmas cast, but how many people got the wrong Xbox for their kids because they bought the one X instead of the Series X? Yeah. I think I think that's going to be a problem for Microsoft, but we shall see. Yeah, we will have to see. But I All definitely right. I definitely think that they should push forward with this and roll it out. I think if they want to hang in there, you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. At least offer it as like a um, a premium upgrade for your controller, kind of how Switch did the Pro controller, uh, mm-hmm. or Xbox did their Pro controller. Um, you know, as a as an aftermarket thing. And I think people would pay 120 bucks for it. Man, I know, but people did, man. I thought the seventy dollars was steep for the PlayStation controller. Yeah. Speaking of, did I tell you about the um, experience with my DualSense? No. So I pre- remember I pre-ordered the PlayStation, and then I also pre-ordered a couple controllers. Mm-hmm. And Walmart sent me an email saying that um, there's a price match. And I ended up getting like each controller for like 20 or 25 bucks or something like that. Really? Yeah. And they never, never came back and said this was a, an error or nothing like that. So, huh? Was it? So Walmart does any price match online. Yeah. They just go ahead and do it. Okay. And I didn't, you know, I didn't fill out any paperwork or anything. You know, it was just like, Hey, here's an email saying that we found a lower price and we're matching it. I wonder who offered it for 20 bucks. <laughs> it's, surely it's an error. And I thought for sure they'd catch it before they shipped it. But yeah. sure enough. <clears throat> well, Hey man, that's all right. So Walmart coming through with, for everyone, you know, hey, listen, Walmart has gotten my respect, uh, the past few weeks. Um, yeah, for sure. Kind of used to rag on them a little bit, but they've been coming through. Times are changing. Despite it all. Oh, Walmartians, man. <laughs> but that's all I've got. What about you, Micah? Um, I have three news stories. One is link. It, well, it's not lengthy, but it's, you know, a substantial news story. The other two are very short. Um, so I'll go ahead and do the, the two short um, news stories first. Uh, so the first one I want to link to is um, I sourced it from uh, Games Radar. Uh, headline is that 
Grand Theft Auto V data miners think the PS5 port is based on the Red Dead Redemption 2 engine. Um, so the uh, uh, <clears throat> people who were looking at the code, um, no, no, notably people at the GTA forums, um, were, were mining the newest update for GTA 5, GTA Online. And they found strings of code that were taken straight from the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 source game engine. Um, they're thinking that when they're porting it to the next gen, that this could possibly be an indication that they're using the Red Dead 2 uh, engine to update the physics and the visuals. Um, but they also stated in, in the article that this could also just mean that they're updating the uh, UI code to, to be a higher definition. Well, I, I, I played a little bit of Grand Theft Auto this past week just because we'll, well, we'll get to it later, but, and I've, I can definitely notice some improvements on the PS five side, uh, both graphics and just loading times, but I can see some improved graphics already. So they're, they're throwing some stuff out there. Okay. Well, that gives it a little bit of credence. I wasn't sure how much, you know, um, how much to take this, this story serious as with all rumors. Um, but if you're, if you're noticing a difference, then that could be something to this. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, you know, life altering, uh, right. graphic improvements, but you know, it's definitely an improvement over a base PS4. Right. When you think about this game is this game was, uh, designed two generations ago. You know, I mean, it's, it's got some technical, technical limitations. Um, so yeah, any type of upgrade to an engine would be welcome. But you guys know how I feel about GTA milking the profits. So, but I won't. I won't dwell on that. Yeah, we understand. <laughs> All right. So my next story kind of goes with your dual sense story, Ryan, um, except in the opposite direction. Uh, so instead of making people happy, uh, it's making people sad. Um, so I sourced this from uh, Kotaku, and the headline states that. Custom black PS5s go on sale, then don't, after the website claims credible threats to their safety. Uh, so you guys, I think we talked about it, um, and it was kind of around the internet for the past couple weeks. There was a website that popped up um, that were basically selling PS5 consoles for an upcharge of $100. Uh, they were buying them and painting them black to match the um, original PS2 uh, aesthetic. Uh, but now that's not going to happen. So uh, the group was called Super 5, and they began taking these orders, and they were charging $650 a piece for the black PS5s. And they claimed that they sold out. Um, but they've now started to uh, issue refunds of customers' money, uh, saying that there was credible threats to the team's safety after they announced that shipments were going to start going out. Wow. Yeah. So were they just mad that they were obtaining the orders that they were scalping or they think they were scalping them. I mean, See, what was the, what that's was the what main? I'm, that's what I'm thinking is that somebody was super pissed that they had, you know, probably ordered uh, hundreds of PS fives and were holding them uh, at like a warehouse before they started to repaint them and ship them back out when some people hadn't even gotten theirs yet. Um, so they were getting, they were getting threats. Um, so this could either be a, you know, a real threat or just, people on the internet being people on the internet um, and talking junk. But uh, yeah, super five didn't take 
any chances with that. They've just completely shut it down. Yeah, I imagine that Sony's eventually going to start shipping some black PS5s at some point in its lifespan, but I think that would be really neat to see. Right. I think, uh, you know, I think, I think that would be probably their, their mid-cycle refresh, like a pro version, but it's black. Um, mm-hmm. or just any type of special edition. But I, I kind of miss the customization to go back to like the Xbox 360 where you could change the face plates. Um, I kind of wish you could change the, the plates on the, uh, the PS5 because the white ones come off. Um, well, at least the, the top one does. So uh, I think it'd be neat to, to have some that could be switched out. Yeah, I agree with you. I have a custom faceplate on my 360 still. Nice. Um, you know, nice blue flames on the front. Oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> but, um, I've actually seen online where people have already been custom painting their PS five, you know, just to, right. with that in mind. Um, I've actually heard of some people taking it to like, uh, body repair shops for cars and just saying, Hey, can you paint this? Oh, wow. <laughs> so you get like a more professional look, but, right. uh, you know, I, I think it's a, cool thing to do but i understand where people are getting mad but i no no reason to like death yeah threats for yeah it. death threats that's you know that's a little that is too far uh over a, a console you know yeah um, but hopefully but, the the demand you know they can start to fulfill some of the demand and then companies like this can do that right yeah that and that was kind of uh, one of the things that i thought about the most was that this was someone who wasn't, I mean, as far as I know, it wasn't a scam, but they were just cashing in on, on the, the free market, right? There wasn't anyone providing a service for this. They were cashing on that service, uh, probably going to make a pretty good profit. And now it kind of got shut down uh, just because people are terrible. So it is unfortunate. All right. Well, I have one last story. And it is the feel-good story of, of the week. And again, I don't mean to do this, but this is about Ghost of Tsushima. All right? So... Uh, uh, you couldn't not do it, you know? No, yeah. yeah. At this point, man. Well, I also I saw this. I saw the story, and I was like, man, this is, this is a nice little um, palate cleanser to end on that, that was a real positive thing that happened. Um, so... You don't get this a lot, positive stories in gaming. So uh, when I saw it, I, I knew I had to run with it. Uh, I sourced this from IGN, and they sourced it from a couple of different sites. Um, but the headline is, Ghost of Tsushima fans help with real-life Tsushima Island repairs. Um, so basically there was a uh, Kickstarter um, in, in Japan to help restore an ancient uh, Tori gate um, in, on Tsushima Island. Um, it was a uh, ancient uh, gate at the uh, Watasumi Shrine, and that was damaged by a typhoon uh, this year. Um, according to Famitsu, uh, Ghost of War fans rallied behind the drive, and at the end, it ended up raising 542% of its initial 5 million yen target. Holy cow. Yeah. Insane. So it it well outperformed what they were hoping for. Um, this was a basically just like a uh, a small 
restoration group, a charity group in, in Japan who were trying to restore this Tory gate. And they had no idea that, you know, people from all over the world were going to start donating. Um, but apparently Ghost of Tsushima fans got wind of this. Um, it's a Tory gate that you can kind of visit in the game. It's not one-to-one, but it's, it's pretty close. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they earned a ton of money for the repair. Um, one of the cool things that the uh, project's creator who's, that's, uh, that's doing, who's doing the repairs is going to do for the people who donated is anyone who pledged over 10,000 yen or like $95, they're getting their name on a commemorative stone that's going to be beside the Tory gate. That is cool. Yeah. That is really uh, neat. You know, gaming for good. Uh, did you pledge? I did not. I didn't know about it. I had no clue. Um, well, I'm, cool. I'm glad you got to work that story in there, Micah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Hey, look, when I read it, I was like, this is a, just a feel-good story. And <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, so I have to talk about it. Our in-house Ghost of Tsushima expert. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I don't want to – I'm not going to call myself an expert on the internet because that's how you get hate mail. So – uh, You'll be getting those death threats from like, exactly. people from the PS5. Exactly. I'll just say I'm the in-house Ghost of Tsushima enthusiast. Oh yeah, yeah, that works. Uh, that way, I don't I don't piss anybody off. So yeah, at no point do we uh, claim to be professional at anything. No, no. On this podcast, I don't claim to be professional at all. So all right, fellas, what y'all been playing? Well, I've got some news that I don't think Mike is going to like. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I know you've, you've sunk some hours into cyberpunk. Yep. Um, as I recovered from COVID, I decided I'm going to get back into cyberpunk and put some hours into it and see what it's all about. But yet, my PlayStation has failed me. And it's, at this point, it's just not playable. I, I can't do it. Yeah, it, it crashes nonstop. Not the PlayStation, just the game. Right. I mean, it's every time I play it, it crashes, and then I got the dreaded save file corrupt. So I put so many Ooh. hours into it, and then I was it corrupted. So I'm I'm just done for now. And I actually went on um so, the Sony PlayStation website and requested a refund. Ooh! Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember you sending us the the picture of yep. uh, your crash report screen. So I knew it wasn't going well. Um, man, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so, it stinks, man. I've not heard anything back about the refund, so I don't know if I'll actually get it. But I'm I've just given up on it for now. Um, I know at some point it will be playable, but it is very frustrating that to pay that much for a game and it it just I mean it nonstop crashes. Right. Uh, <laughs> Does that can, change your opinion of the game? I don't know necessarily that it changes my opinion of the game, but definitely the developer. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's got to. Yeah, I mean, the game itself, I feel like is gonna be good once it's worked out. But I mean, it's been a a while since it came out, and it's not playable. I mean, I, I understand bugs, and I can work through bugs, but the fact that it's not even running on the PS5 for me is a big issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this won't make you feel any better, but I, when Witcher three was initially released, um, the console that had the most issues was the PlayStation four. Um, I don't know 
I don't know what it is about the PlayStation architecture or the development process that they go through at CD Projekt Red, but for some reason they have they have severe problems uh, getting things to run on on PlayStation. You know, I don't know if it's me personally having problems or um, or if other people have this too, but I, I found that when I try to play Bethesda titles on the PlayStation versus the Xbox, it, the PlayStation usually has struggles a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. The biggest one for me was New Vegas. Yeah, uh, I didn't Vegas play on, that one but on PlayStation, but I have heard that one's been problematic. On PS3, it is a joke. I mean, it was terrible. See, I had issues with um, with I had issues with Skyrim very early on and um, Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Is that that's the fourth Sky Elder Scrolls game, right? Oblivion. Like, Oblivion. 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 Yeah, I was like, something about that doesn't sound right. But <laughs> <laughs> Obsidian made New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, Oblivion. I remember it running weird on my 360 too. So it could have just been. Yeah, I think the game may have just been a weird game. Yeah. But sorry to hear that, Ryan. Yeah. Hate to. I hate to hear that you had to put down Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, Mark, have you been playing Cyberpunk on the Series X anymore, or have you kind of set it aside? I have not played it in a in a good minute. Uh, not that I don't want to, but it's just like there's other games right now that I'm kind of getting into, like uh, Fallen Order and God of War. Yeah. Micah, how far are you into Cyberpunk? Um, I've been playing more of it, uh, kind of here and there. I, you know me, I, I hop around between games, but yeah, I'm still playing it. Um, I will say that, yeah, it, there is some weird, funky gameplay that's not quite there, but man, the, the story is awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry you, you can't uh, play it right now, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been keeping up with it. I haven't been putting a ton of hours in it just because I'm hopping back and forth, but I've probably since we last talked, I probably played eight hours of it. Gotcha. Well, since I, like I said, I, I requested a refund. We'll see what happens. It's been a while and I haven't even got an email. So I'm not confident in getting that. So yeah. probably I'll just have to play it in a couple of months or something when they fix it. But yeah, well, hopefully in a couple of months, the next gen update will be out. That's yeah. true. So maybe we'll just roll with that. But yeah. it made me uh, want to play a similar style game. So I hopped into GTA, which we were talking about earlier. And did some just online, just screwing around. Nothing, nothing, you know, uh, n- you know, mission-wise or right. anything like that. Just, but I will say, after playing both those, <clears throat> as of now, and what I've played in Cyberpunk, I enjoy the mechanics much better on Grand Theft Auto. Right. For the driving, the shooting, the combat. I mean, just everything. Yeah. Um, I and I know, I know that's an old game. But it's it's just classic, and it just feels good. Well, and you got to think too that Grand Theft Auto has been making that type of game forever, and Cyberpunk is the first modern day open world game CD Projekt Red made. And none of their other games did that have their had guns at all. Um, so it, I, I always knew coming out it was going to be a janky mess. But I think other people had a little too high hopes. But yeah, you can't. Rockstar has the market on the open world chaos genre. Yeah, and I mean it's the simple things too. Like, I, I was just looking around, like the mechanics of even like the you know the NPCs where 
you know, like you run towards a car and it swerves, whereas like cyberpunk, it, they don't do anything. They're on a straight line. Buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's just little things like that uh, that just make it so much more immersive. So, yep. So, yep. Got into a little of that. And, you know, I've just been sinking a ton of time in Call of Duty. Uh, that game has been worth every penny. They've worked out pretty much every bug that I've come in contact with. And the dual sense is pulling through for me on that one. Awesome. So the, the communication's been fixed? Yeah, it'll happen once in a blue moon, but it's night and day different. Awesome. But I'm telling you, there's something about dying and still feeling the gun like shooting after you've died from the scent, from the dual sense triggers. <laughs> it's so rewarding. I don't know why. <laughs> you have flashbacks. Uh, but this is great. So highly recommend that game. I even started the campaign on it. The campaign's not as good. I feel like it's kind of no matter what you do, the same outcome happens. So, but um, it's fun. It's just a fun game. Listen, all I'm going to say is the fact that Ronald Reagan is in the game in the campaign is that's amazing in itself. And he looks fantastic. I know he looks just like the president. We're going to go kill these commies boys. Yep. It it. looks great. I high high reviews for uh, cold war. So. You are not the only person who's told me that. Um, so maybe I need to jump on the, the bandwagon and pick it up here soon. Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, Mark to hop back on. I know he's got it, but he's not been playing too much. Yeah. I don't know. I love the game. I just I played a lot of it when it first came out. So I'll jump in for a few games, but I don't know. I'm not, I haven't been in the mood to just sit there and play all night yet. I'm sorry. You'll get there. <laughs> I do I do think the campaign is better than what you give it credit for, Ryan. What's that? I do think the campaign is better than what you're giving it credit for. You think I haven't so? need it yet. I'm I think I'm on like the last mission or the next last mission, but I don't know. I, I always I'm a sucker for the Call of Duty campaigns. I mean I, it's a fun game and it's a fun campaign. I, I like I said, I just feel like no matter what I do, the same thing happens. But I'm having a blast playing it. So Right, right. And that's why I said I give the whole game very high reviews. Um, that was just kind of like the only negative I came up with. That's fair. Uh, but that's, that's all I've been playing on the console side. So what about you guys? Well, I haven't been playing too much this week. Not as much as I'd hoped to. Um, finally beat Plague Tale Innocence, uh, which I love the story in that game. Not a whole lot of, uh, you know, groundbreaking gameplay or anything like that. I mean, pretty much they tell you how to, you know, maybe craft a new ammo or, you know, a new way to avoid enemies or something like that. And you do it and you live. But the story, really good. Really good story. Yeah, Mark, I mentioned this at the beginning, but I mean, no spoilers, but I- I've played it a little bit and right. it it goes hard left quick (laughs) yeah yeah it really does uh which i think is part of the reason that i've really enjoyed it as i i don't know early on you see something pretty shocking and you're like okay okay so (laughs) no no one is safe exactly (laughs) it Um, was not what i expected so i'm gonna continue playing it but yeah i think that the story doesn't you know let up yeah i think we talked maybe it was last episode um that you mentioned that you really like medieval history and all that stuff and 
Um, I do too. So uh, I also love this. So I love the setting um, and the environment. I think they kind of killed that, which oh, helps, sure. uh, you know, with the immersion. And I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything because you're obviously, like you just said, you're pretty early in the game, but like the, the way the story starts unfolding and you start finding yourself getting more and more drawn in uh, and caring for the characters, man, it's a ride. Yeah. Definitely worth say, eating just, it. Just that first chapter, like you already feel so bad for the little brother. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. I, I haven't played this one, but I watched Mark play it for a while, for quite a while actually. And um, it drew, it drug me into the story and I wasn't even playing it. Right. I mean, it's pretty deep. Yeah, you'll have you'll definitely have to let me know if you keep playing it, and if, if or when you beat it, you have to let me know what your thoughts on the game were for sure. Oh, I'll definitely do that. I, I just wanted to bring it up and say, Mark, that was a quality add to the conversation. Um, good, good, good eye on bringing that game up. That I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's what you come away thinking. Um, but other than that. Um, have you guys ever played the game DayZ? I've played a few matches. I haven't put a lot of time in it. So I will say I played on console. I would prefer to play it on PC, but you know, living in a college apartment, not a whole lot of room for a high-powered PC right now. Right. So, um, but uh, me and especially one of my buddies have been into this game for a really – like since it was a mod for Arma 2, uh, you know, several years ago. But uh, – been playing a lot of that with uh, a couple of friends of mine. Um, basically, you know, you're just surviving the zombie apocalypse. And I mean, it's pretty intense uh, the way, I mean, you have to watch your food, your water. Uh, if you get attacked by a zombie, um, your character can start bleeding. So you, if you don't have any rags, you have to take, you know, maybe even your shirt, cut it into rags. Um, it's pretty in-depth the way, the way it goes about having you survive. Um, but I mean, there's definitely times for like hilarious moments like the other night. Um, the three of us were walking in the woods. I mean, we just got our first base raided. So we're coming into this new place that one of us had found. And um, one of my buddies just pulls out a frag grenade. Uh, and was like joking that he's going to set it off. And I shot and killed him. And then the grenade blew up and killed the, <laughs> me and the other guy. Uh, so definitely some good times. But yeah, those are two, those are the two that I've played the most this week. Played a little bit of Battlefield 4. Not much, but... Yeah, they're all on EA Pass, and I've always loved the Battlefield series, so figured why not. Battlefield 4 holds up, too. Yeah, I was having a blast with it. I was actually playing that right before we started recording. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fun game. I've always had a soft spot for the Battlefield series uh, in general. Yeah, I think if you... I think, for me, I would take Battlefield over Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, same. I kind of like the more realistic um, approach. Not that Call of Duty is bad by any means at all. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I prefer uh, Battlefield's gameplay. Um, Same. I really, uh, the reason, because I, I was real big on uh, Medal of Honor back in the day, and I feel like it's kind of close to it. I was just getting ready to say, Medal of Honor was one of my favorite games back in the day. Me yeah. Medal of Honor Frontline, specifically. Yeah, those games are fantastic. The only Medal of Honor game I really played was a buddy of mine had a PS2 and I don't remember which one it was, but you're uh, one mission you're playing as an American soldier undercover as a Nazi, and you're like walking through a, a bar in Germany with um, around like all these Nazi soldiers, and you basically have to like get info 
Um, but I don't remember which one that was. I don't either. Uh, I loved that mission, though. Man, I don't remember. I don't know. I'll have to, have to look that one up later. Yeah. Yeah. PS2 era, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a great game. Yeah, that one's going to take a little while to find. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. With the power of Google, though. That's true. Some Google foo, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I can. I might get it pretty quick. But yeah, that's really all I've been playing. Maybe getting some Battlefield Five this week. Um, I don't know. Nice. Might try um, out uh, full. What was that game Full Caliber or <laughs> from Lucasfilms? A <laughs> uh, Full Throttle. Yeah, Full Throttle. <laughs> you definitely need to check out Full Throttle. I think I think you would be uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. I might try that one out this week. Just, just you know, sit down and play. It's a, it's a old point and click adventure. Um, so just sit down and, and play through the first like opening section, um, and you'll you'll end up probably playing more than you intended to. I have a feeling. Hey, Mark, it it's it's so good that you know my dad doesn't play video games, but he enjoyed that game. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I'll definitely try and check it out. And maybe uh, maybe talk about it next week. Now I don't know what it's like on console by any means. Right, <laughs> right, right. I I may buy it for five dollars and see, but or six dollars, whatever it was. But uh, it's definitely great on the PC. So I don't know if you can get it on PC or not. I'll look into uh, it for sure. I think you can get it on. You can get the remaster on Steam and GOG. I think. Um, well, I got, I've got Steam open. Let's let's look. You might be able to get the original on uh, GOG. The the Lucas uh, Lucas Arts copy. Yeah, Full Throttle Remastered is on Steam for $15. That's not terrible. That's a big difference from $6, though. Yes. But I tell you what, it looks just like it. Yep. Well, don't don't fix what's not broke, you know? Yeah, I mean, they just cleaned up the graphics. I mean, it looks... Man, what a great great game. I'll probably end up playing it this week, too. (laughs) Yep. All right, well, that's it for y'all. I have a couple I can talk about um, that I've played. A couple on console and uh, one on PC that I've put some time in. Um, But I've talked about this game before, um, and I'm back playing it again on the Series X, but uh, Shadow of War, uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Um, the, The story is not great in this game by any means now that I'm playing through it a second time, but just the the nemesis system itself is, is just worth messing around. Um, I love just going down, hunting down captains and, and uh, letting the nemesis missions play out. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of mindless hack and slash fun, but I really like it. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about that game. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, if you like Arkham style combat, you'll like the game. Um, and if you like Lord of the Rings, you'll like the game. Um, but really the, the big, the big draw of it is the fact that you can, like, once you get to a certain point where the, the world opens up, you can safely ignore the story and just play around with the nemesis system and and conquering and defending castles and fortresses. And you'll have just as much fun, if not more fun than, than playing the actual story. Yeah, definitely. I know I should play it because I love Lord of the Rings, but uh, is that the first one or the second one? It's the second one. Okay, I played the first one and got through the first like area before you traveled to like the second, I guess, phase of the game. Uh huh. 
But after I got to that second location, I never picked it back up. Right. Yeah. I feel like they fixed some of the pacing issues the first one had. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't get into the first one, you might not get into this one either. Cause it is more of the same. They just cleaned up some of the combat mechanics. I'd like to play them, but I might have to check them out and give it like a fair chance. Check it out, man. The, the, the one I'm playing now, the shadow of war, it's on game pass. So I thought one of them was on there. Yep. It's on there. So it's, it's pretty good. The, the DLCs are pretty fun too. That's what I've been playing, uh, uh, this week. Um, so, but anyway, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you just want to spend a few hours blowing off some steam. All right. Sweet. It's pretty good. Uh, all right. The second one I've been playing on uh, console is on my PS five. I've been playing judgment, um, from Ryuga Gotoku uh, studios, same guys who make Yakuza. Um, this game is, is a Yakuza game, but you're not a uh, traditional Yakuza protagonist. Um, so you're, you're doing the whole uh, explore the city, a bunch of side content. Um, the combat is, is kind of button mashy brawler. Uh, but in this game, you play as um, a private detective. Uh, so you're solving a bunch of uh, crimes around the city. There's one overall crime that you're trying to solve. Uh, for the story, but there's a bunch of little side content um, stories that you can get involved in, into. And Mark, you know from playing Yakuza that some of the side content can get nuts. Uh, yep. So Judgment is more the same. Uh, it's just it was made on the new Dragon Engine, so it looks gorgeous on the PS5. Do you, uh, was it still like Kung Fu focused or? Yeah, so you um instead of playing as a uh like a street criminal, uh, basically you're someone who used to be a um defense attorney and you were so good that you got someone off that you probably shouldn't have got off. Um and literally the day that you got them out of court they reoffended. Um, this is the beginning of the story, so I'm not spoiling too much, but it kind of made you quit. And, uh, so you started to, to do more freelance work. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of Kung Fu and like, uh, Taekwondo moves that this guy uses. It's a lot flashier than the other Yakuza games, if that's even possible. Um, but it is. Is this one newer than the new newest Yakuza game? This one is one game before Yakuza seven, the one that just came out. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was using the same engine. Um, but, uh, as, as the previous games, Yakuza sevens on the newest engine, but this one looks fantastic on the PS five. Well, I still have not given Yakuza zero another chance since my mistake of losing my save file. Hey, listen, but, that's hard. That's hard to overcome. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, dude, it's, it wouldn't be so bad. And this is not a knock on anything. Cause I did enjoy what I played, but like, if I just, if they didn't talk so much. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's, that's the, that's kind of the, the style of the game. Cause they want, they're wanting to make it like a, old yakuza film right? right so it's kind of like playing a movie and any type of yakuza film is 90 percent talking 10 percent action right unfortunately so 
Um, but I will say the new one kind of fixed that. Uh, there's a lot more action to kind of balance out. There's still a lot of talking, but I feel like there's more. Action. <laughs> I definitely want to try out the new one because, again, I've not heard anything but good things about it. But It's absurd. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Um, there's some things that happen <laughs> that is just out of left field. Um, but it, it makes for a lot of uh, uh, good laughs, that's for sure. Nice. That's about it. I've been playing on consoles. I've been playing a uh, PC. Ryan, have you been playing your PC much? Yeah, I was actually saving it because um, I saw you were doing some two point hospital. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I I jumped back in and played some City Skylines this week. Um, That's just because, just because I don't know. I hadn't played my City Builders in a while, and I'm just I have a you know it's kind of like your um ghost for me you know i those are the games i kind of live and breathe off of yeah um any of those pc games i can't tell you how many hours i've sunk into that game but i picked it up because they've done some updates since i last played so i just wanted to mess around with it and see you know start a city see what i can do this time um but to go from your point on the two-point hospital i played that game and i really enjoyed it so i'm curious to hear what your thoughts on it are or is this first time you're playing it uh, no, this is me jumping back into it. I've I've had it for a couple – well, no, not a couple years, probably one year. I think I got it last holiday. Um, but, yeah, I love that game. Uh, it reminds me of the old Sim Hospital. Um, but Two Point Hospital is hilarious. Uh, it's, it's as much um, – it's as much enjoyable because of its humor as it is for its – almost like a city builder, right? Except for you're just running a hospital. Yeah. And it gets kind of a uh, mass chaos at, at times. Oh, in that game. absolutely. Um, have you ever, have you done any like the challenges? I don't remember what they call it, but it's like where you got to like go in and fix like an already running hospital. I haven't, I think I did last year when I got it, but I haven't recently just because I'm trying to relearn the game. Um, but I remember, just not being able to get anything done. Um, I tell you what, if you do that, it'll send you to the hospital because absolutely. you're stressed out. I mean, people are dying left and right. Yeah. You got ghosts roaming the halls. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult. It's, uh, it's a, it's deceivingly, uh, difficult, right? Like it, it feels like a pretty basic premise that you got to provide for these needs and, and hire your staff. But, saying that and then doing it while things are happening is two very different things. Yeah. Have you played um, project hospital? I have not played project hospital. I saw it. It was on my um, queue on, on steam, but I haven't, I haven't tested it out. It's, it's more um, serious. You know, it's like not as comical. It's more right. like serious based. I, that one is really difficult. Um, to manage it's more like you actually have to manage the hospital mm-hmm. um, it's so it's a little bit more difficult but it's fun as well too um, but I, I don't know if i could recommend it if you've already had the other you know what i mean right yeah i'm looking it up right now it looks really interesting like it looks it looks really accurate you know what i mean does that make sense yeah and i think it is more so than two point right you know, two point is probably more fun though 
I just, I love all the weird diseases that people get in two point hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Head and the light bulb head and head. And... Yeah. It's fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually, I actually have a question for you. I'm going to ask you on the podcast. So I, I've got it in the cart and I'm just debating, okay. but big pharma is on sale for 50% off. So how much would the total cost be? Total cost is $12 and 50 cent. Okay. And, and you can buy the bundle that has the, I guess, DLC, both of them. And you can get that for $16. So I honestly don't have the DLC. Uh, but if you liked the, um, the factory game that you're playing, um, what was it called? Uh, production line. Production line. Right. If you liked it, I think you would, I think you would like Big Pharma. I enjoy it because of it's kind of like a puzzle, but it also is fantastical enough that I, I, I find it interesting to research, you know, the, the plants and things that you have to discover to you know, unlock medicines. But um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I still feel like, I still feel like it's a $10 game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know, I'm kind of on the edge where it's like pretty much any game is almost worth 1250. You know what I mean? But right. it's one of those things where it's like at the same time, I don't want to spend 1250. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would, I would tell you to wait until it's like a, there's like a 60 or 70% off sale. You know what I mean? I think if it's under 10, then you're good. But anything above 10, I can't necessarily recommend just because of how simple the game is. There's not a lot there. Um, once you make one medicine, you've kind of made them all. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Like, um, okay. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, 1250, nah. <laughs> I wouldn't pull the trigger on 1250. Wow. I really thought you were going to tell me to go for it. So. No, uh, it's a, it is a nine ninety nine game all day. Um, not to say that it's bad. It's just, you know, $12 goes a long way right now. So. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's just one of those things, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll just leave it in my, um, my wish list and let yep. them tell me when it goes on sale again. Yep. Uh, I have one sitting there myself, uh, waiting for it to, to drop substantially. Cause I've heard mixed things about it, but, um, do you want to play Imperator Rome, uh, from paradox? It's the same guys who make crusader Kings, but it's based on ancient Rome. Um, I've heard good and bad things. So I'm going to wait. I'm waiting on it to go on sale. Paradox. Aren't they like notorious for like add-ons? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I will say this, all those add-ons, well, most of them, at least the DLC ones add enough gameplay difference to the game that I feel like they're worth it. Now the cosmetic packs. Yeah, that's, that's just greed. But, um, a lot of the packs add new civilizations and new mechanics so that I'm okay with that. But any type of just skin pack that you're charging, you know, $3 for, eh, not a big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, me either. Mark, have you been playing any PC games lately? Uh, I played a little bit of Crusader Kings uh, 2 this week. I haven't got 3 yet, but I really want 3. 
Gotcha. It's good. Two is fantastic though too. Yeah, I love. I uh, I have not played a ton of it. Like you know, some people have like twelve hundred hours. I've got forty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this it's super complex. Like forty hours in, I don't know what I'm doing. I've tried right. playing like the tutorial over and over, and it's just I don't know. I kind of just do things until I'm not in power anymore. Until <laughs> someone removes you. <laughs> yeah, whether it be by force or my dude just dies. Right. I always tell myself I'm going to make it all the way, but I never do. I've, I've never made it to the end of the, um, like time period. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I've, I've had a dynasty that's had uh, 12 descendants before. That's the farthest I've ever gotten. Um, that is no easy feat. I mean, a couple of them died young, but, uh, some of those characters last forever. Oh yeah, for sure. My first one, he died at like 92 or something like that. Yeah, like even like when the game's like fast forwarding, you're still like that character for you know a couple hours at most. I was least. upset. I was hoping that my guy would die because the last twenty years of his rule, he was having no children. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you gotta go so your son can take over. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I I I love those games, but like I still have not figured out how to like reliably like assassinate competitors to the to you gotta. You got to bribe everybody or find something on them that you can use as like a, a leverage. Um, they introduced that as a new mechanic in the third one, but there's kind of a way you can do it in the second one. Um, but yeah, you just got to be as underhanded as you possibly can think to be. That's fair. Maybe I just don't have what it takes to be a, you know, the Duke of England and their medieval monarch. <laughs> yeah, I want to try Europa Universalis or have you said as well. Yeah, was- yeah, uh, Europa Universalis set in the it's like set in the early modern period, right after the Renaissance. It, yeah. I would say it's a little simpler because you have standing armies um, at this time period. So you don't have to rely on you know your vassals calling up their levy or not where they, they could really screw you by not raising their men. Yeah, dude, I think vassals are are so frustrating because it's like, yeah, like, we're all in this together. We're all being attacked, my friend. Like, Yeah, except for that one dude who has 60% of your levy who has made a deal with the invading army to, to keep control of his, you know, duchy. So he's like, nah, screw you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, okay. But... Yeah, I love that game. Even when you do get screwed like that, it's you still can just sit back and laugh and be like, all right, a computer just outdid me. Right. Well, and there's literally endless amounts of stories you can tell from that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that game. It's fantastic. Ryan, you need to jump on it. You know, I think I downloaded it, um, but I haven't got into it. Um, is it. Can you do like multiplayer online or is it just single player? I think you can. Yeah, uh, you can. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Well, maybe we all just need to try it one day. Dude, Mike is going to steamroll us, bro. Game, we, uh, well, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I'm the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see if we can get some interest and maybe we'll live stream it. That'd yeah, be cool. That'd be fun. Um, hey, Mark, I've got another question for you. Um, one item on my wish list on Steam is Factorio. Yeah. It says you own this game. I do. Um where's the what's the price point on it where do, where do we what point do we buy i bought it full price i don't know that it ever really goes on sale but uh 
I only have like eight hours in it, but of the eight hours I've played, I have really enjoyed it. I mean, as someone, you know, I'm going kind of doing the same thing you did in school, like, you know, just, you know, doing the business school route and that stuff, you know, does interest me. So like that game is all about efficiency. Uh, I mean, I think the overall goal is your spaceship crash landed and you're trying to like build a new one to get off the planet. So like the end goal is to finish the spaceship. But I mean, you legit will have like, you know, uh, you know, like machines, uh, for lack of a better term, because they're not really machines, um, you know, automatically like making you steal components and then hopping on a conveyor belt and being, being converted into some kind of like uh, material you need to like even make a gun because there's like hostile, um, I guess they're aliens uh, that can invade you and stuff like that. But uh, and I think you can even have like automated defenses set up and everything. Um, it's multiplayer as well. And that's like the only time I've ever played it was multiplayer. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks um, like that type of game I'd play. Um, but $30, you know, I don't yeah. know. I'm more willing to drop more money on like a console game for some reason, even though a lot of times I'll spend more time playing a PC game. I think knowing the games that you have to play, like obviously being related, I spent a lot of time around you. So uh, I think you would enjoy Factorio a lot if you're looking to spend $30 on a game. Not yet, but I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I've just spent a lot of money on, you know, a PS5. You made me buy an Oculus Quest. So. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. I've had a – when I was searching for a PS5, I put on Twitter, I was following a guy who had stock alerts. And uh, he's been doing a lot of stock alerts for the Oculus Quest. So I'm like, ah, I'm, I keep getting these notifications. I'm like, ah, it's $250. Uh, we'll see. I will say I have not played it much. I've I've played it, just not, you know, I'm not in it every day. Yeah. I'm not either, but I think mine's just because I wasn't feeling well with the whole COVID thing. Now that I'm getting better, I'm going to start playing again. Uh, But it would just make me sick. (laughs) Yeah, I bet it definitely would have made you sick when you were feeling under the weather, man. So I'm going to get back into it, Mark. To be continued. Maybe we'll, we'll have to play some sometime so we can talk about the multiplayer. Yeah, for sure. But that's all I've been playing this week. Um, I'm probably going to play some more PC, to be honest with you. Um, I've started a city in City Skylines, and anyone who's played that game knows once you start, you're you're hooked for a while. Mm-hmm. Hours. So, But we'll see. I'll probably jump around like you typically do, Micah. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> there's something wrong with me i needed to stick with one because i feel like i i pay for these games and I, it takes me a year and a half to beat them i'm the same way i bought god of war and was talking about last week and have not played it since oh man i know, I you know. the uh jedi uh, fallen order this week have not Woo! i know so if you ever feeling bad about jumping around just remember i'm out there doing it too that's true yeah that's true Well, that's all I've got, fellas. Yeah, all I've got. I think we're I think we're getting close to an hour anyway. Yep, I think it's time to wrap it up. That's it. All right. Uh, but yep, you guys, please continue to check us out on uh, Patreon, uh, digital th- patreon.com 
slash digital theory podcast. That's it. Love to love to have some people join that and give us some extra content to provide. And like I said, maybe we can do the live stream events on some games and we'll have some fun with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Might think about just spitballing. Might think about doing some uh, themed episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, please check us out. Patreon.com slash digital theory podcast. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Talk to you in a bit. Have a good week.